Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good long talk radio. Good evening. Good evening. How is everybody doing this evening? It is a wonderful evening. God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. My name is Maria Brown, and I will be talking a little bit about um, the dangers of complacency this evening. First of all, I just want to thank Bishop Breland for allowing me and giving me the opportunity to share the word of the Lord this evening, Uh, some I don't take lightly. And I give God praise for just allowing me and trusting me with being able to share his word. So that's something I do not take lightly at all. I thank God and I count it as a privilege. Um, So I'm going through a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for everything that you have done for us. And God, everything that you are going to do. Father, we ask you to bless this word on tonight. Bless me as the person teaching, but also bless every listener that is tuning in. Father God, tonight we're dealing with complacency. So, Father, I ask you to uproot and remove every bit of complacency inside of our hearts tonight. Let us switch from being on autopilot, Father God, but let us continue to give you our best. No matter who's watching, no matter who's looking, let us continue to give you our best. And let us continue, Lord God, to work out your agenda and let your anointing flow through this teaching. And we thank you and give you honor and glory and praise in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So the word of the Lord tonight, um, the title is going to be Stop Being Okay with Being Just Okay, The Danger of Complacency. I'm going to say it again. Stop being okay with being just okay the danger of complacency. Complacency, by definition, is a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements, or self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. The danger of complacency. Our scripture tonight is going to come from Matthew, the 25th chapter, Verses 14 through 30. We'll go there now. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who has called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them of two. He also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he had received five talents, came and brought the other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. 
Behold, I've gained besides them five more talents. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He, he that also received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest me unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. There thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he that shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. I'm going to read that verse again. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye, into the, un- cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen, amen. So, as you see, just like in the story, just like in the story, God knows what he gave each and every one of us and exactly what what we can handle. And the master gave each one of them talents according to their own ability, as we see in the 15th verse. He trusted each and every one of them with what he gave them. He knew the potential that each one of them had with what he gave them. He trusted them. More than anything, he trusted them with what he gave them. Just as he trusts us when he, when he gives us our talents and he gives us what he purposed inside of us, he knows exactly what we can do. He knows exactly what we're capable of. And whether we believe in our own ability or not, God's purpose for what he gave us does not change. And so I'm going to have a couple questions for you just to kind of go over within yourself. How do we approach the things of God? Do we approach it like we know the value of our assignment? Or do we do the bare minimum as if we're checking off a list? How is our heart? And can God trust us with what he gave us? So we're going to go over some different ways to kind of stop complacency. If I was at my church, I'd tell everybody, say, stop it, yell, stop it. <laughs> but amen. But number, step number one, step way to stop complacency. Number one is stop allowing complacency to halt God's instructions. The servant with the one talent chose complacency because he just felt like he did enough. He felt like what he did was enough, and that's all that was required. And what makes him so wicked is that he knew his expectation, as in verse 24. He knew that his master expected a return, but he still didn't do it. Somehow that's the trick of complacency. Complacency gives us the delusion that we've done enough, but we barely even scratch the surface of what is expected of us. 
And the master told him, hey, you should have really put my money to the exchangers. And if you knew that I want to return on my investment, why didn't you do anything with it? So many of us know what God has told us. And a lot of times in our prayer time, uh, we've gotten words from, words from the Lord, and we know exactly what strategies God told us to do. We know exactly what steps God has told us to do, and we have done nothing with it. Now, we might do some of it, you know, but God has given us specific instructions, and sometimes we get into the habit of doing what we want to do, almost trying to force feed God our agendas. Foresee God, God, well, listen, God, you just take this. I know that this is what you told me you want me to do, but I'm going to do this. Um, and there's no way I can, you know, do what you asked me to do. Not so. We need to, if we know what's expected, we have to do what is expected of us. Amen. Next, next step, we've got to stop giving fear more obedience than we give God. Now that that's a that's that's a tough one right there. Stop giving fear more obedience than what we give God. The servant said that he was afraid and he hid his talent in the earth. And all that he had to offer was what he started with. In verse twenty five. How much is a talent worth? Now let's talk about how much a talent is. A talent is, I think I looked on one source, and it's about six hundred days worth of work. It's a lot of money. That's not a little bit of money. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. So he got so afraid that he took this large amount of money and put it in the dirt. I mean, literally dug a hole and put this money in the dirt. Could you imagine how disrespectful that is? I mean, just outright disrespect because that was worth something. And he listened to fear and let fear dictate his outcome. And so against what he knew his expectation was, he still gave in to fear and figured, hey, this will be enough. This is all I need to do. It will be safe here. That's it. And didn't do what was expected of him. A lot of times we make fear the Lord over our lives. Second Timothy's declared that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear quickly becomes disobedience in the eyes of God. Because he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, when we give in to fear, we're in obedience to what God's called us to do. We're in, we're in disobedience, I'm sorry. We're in disobedience to what God requires. Step out and actually do exactly what God told us to do. God would never give us instructions or give us, give us an assignment that he didn't intend to carry us, that he didn't intend to give us provisions for. Fear tells us to be quiet. And ain't nobody going to hear you. Oh, you don't deserve to be doing what you're doing. Ain't nobody going to listen to you. You know, just, just be quiet. The devil is a liar. Listen, if we waited for somebody to not say nothing and think, you know, and be in total agreement with what God gave us, we would never do anything. But we need to honor God's word and God's voice over anybody else's, anybody else's voice anywhere. And sometimes the people that are coming against us and sometimes we're afraid of sometimes people that are, in, are closest to us. 
but we got to believe in what God trusted in us. If God gave us a call, if God gave us an assignment, he knows that we're able to do it. It doesn't matter if we don't believe it. It doesn't matter if our family doesn't believe it. It doesn't matter if our coworkers don't believe it. All that matters is what God says. And so we need to trust him and not let fear hold us back. Fear can literally grip us and make us stagnant. That is disobedience to the will of God. God told us to not be afraid of their faces, for I am with thee, saith the Lord. He tells us that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're lenders and not the borrower. We have to believe in what God says. God says we're fearfully and we're wonderfully made. It doesn't matter what anybody else says of who they think we are. All that matters is what God created us in and what God purposed for us to do. So we come against fear right now in the name of Jesus from anyone stepping out and doing what God has called them to do, from anyone stop not doing their business that God has called them to do and not doing their assignment, not ministering to people that God has placed in your life and has God has told you clearly, hey, I want you to get connected to this person and I want you to begin, you know, to minister to them. No, stop letting fear. Don't worry about their faces. God said he'll be with you. He will never send us anywhere that he's not going to cover us. Amen. The next step is stop asking God to bless mediocrity. I'm going to say that again. Stop asking God to bless mediocrity. It states multiple times in the text that thou has been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. How can we ask God to bless things that we are not? How can we ask God to bless things that we are not faithful over? We cannot pray for finances if we're not faithful over our finances, if we haven't constructed a budget, if we don't have places for our money to go. How can we ask God to bless us with more when we're we're losing money every time we get it? Amen? How can we pray for God to bring people our way to minister? When the people closest to us, we're abusing and we mistreat. And we have, no, we have no patience with them. And we don't season our words with grace and love. God will never put his children in harm's way. God will never bring people for you to minister to when the people that are closest to you, you're hurting and, and you're killing with your tongue on a daily basis. God will never do that. In Matthew 17 and 13, the story of disciples Um, not being able to cast out a demon out of a man's son, Jesus got angry. And he said, you faithless and perverse generation, how long do I have to be with you? So that lets you know right there, if mediocrity was okay, Jesus would have never been angry. He would have said, okay, I'll do it. I'll I'll be fine. I'll do it. I'll, I'll take care of it. He said he expects us to be able to do exactly what he's doing. And even he says, greater works shall we do. John 14 and 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall he do also. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. So he expects us to do greater. So the mere fact that they came and said, you know, oh, we couldn't cast this demon out. Can you help us? That didn't sit well with him because when we're in, 
in relationship with Jesus Christ, when we're in relationship with God, his expectation is for us to be exactly who he created us to be, which is like him. So if we're like him and greater work shall we do, so his expectation is not to be mediocre. His expectation is not to do the bare minimum. His expectation is to do better and greater work. His expectation is to do better and do greater work. Again, I'll say it again. His expectation is for us to do greater, greater work than he shall do. And then they even asked God, and they said, hey, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus responded, it was because of your unbelief. So sometimes what we're praying for, we aren't seeing it because we're not believing that God can actually do it. Sometimes you get so much on autopilot and you get so stuck in your situation that you feel like there is not better. And you don't even ask for better because you've just been getting so content and so complacent in the situation that it becomes a mundane thing. It's Sunday after Sunday, Bible study after Bible study, rehearsal after rehearsal, but not expecting true victory in every area of our lives. The devil is a liar today, but we come with expectation for God to continue to ignite every single area of our lives, from our families, from our children, to our, our, our work, to just peace and giving us balance in our lives. But we need to expect that God can deliver. We need to expect that God is still doing miracles because I guarantee you that the same God that performed miracles back then is the same God that's able to do them now. He didn't change, we did. His position never changed, ours did. So we need to continue to position ourselves in a place where we are expecting him to do things for our lives. We're expecting him to break strongholds. We're expecting him to destroy every ungodly soul tie. We're expecting him to break through things with our finances and give us the wisdom of how to handle it. Because he is the God of miracles signs and wonders. And us that believe in him, miracle signs and wonders shall follow us, according to um, Mark 16, verse 17 through 18. said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name you cast out devils and speak with new tongues. Us that believe, miracles, signs, and wonders shall follow us. That's God's desire for us, not to be complacent. Not to go another Sunday and not expect God to move. Not to go another day living in the same anxiety that we've lived in. Not to go another day with a shadow of depression, depression hanging over us and us knowing the word. He is the God that heals us. He is the God that delivers us. And he promises that surely he will be with us. So at this time, it's time to stop being complacent and start getting ignited with the power of God. Start believing and expecting God to do exactly what he told you that he was going to do. 
every promise that he made, every promise that he made concerning your family, every promise that he made concerning your job, every promise that he made concerning your ministry. Whatever God has told you to do, begin to expect it. Yes, sometimes it may take a while. Yes, sometimes we get tired. But the Bible also said to be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That wouldn't even be in there unless it's a, there's a possibility, hey, that we're going to get weary. We get weary. But that doesn't mean we sit there and become complacent with our situation. It doesn't matter how long it takes but we need to keep our eyes on God and keep our eyes on his word because his word does not return void. It will do what it's set out to do. So every promise that God has given you, every, every vision that God has given you, he's going to do it, and he's going to make a way, and he's going to make provision. But continue to beckon on it. Continue to serve. Continue to teach. Continue to sing, continue to allow God to use you in a mighty way and do it as if, you know, as if it was your last time. Do it with the same excitement. Do it with the same zest that you have for God. Not say, It's not, you know, negating the fact that life happens. Life absolutely happens. But we have a God that's bigger than any life situation. We have a God that's greater than any life situation. We have a God that is good to us, sometimes when we're not even good to ourselves. And he deserves our best. He deserves everything that we have to offer because he gave it all to us. And so we give our all to him. We don't want to be cast away because we've been complacent and done nothing with God with what God has given us and done nothing with what God has assigned us to do. Do we go on our jobs and they give us an assignment and we just don't do anything with it? Absolutely not. Why? Because we're going to get fired and we ain't going to have the money. But how much more should we treat the kingdom of God and the things of God? Be intentional. Be on purpose about what we do for God. It doesn't matter who's in the sanctuary. It doesn't matter how many how many members you have in your church. It doesn't matter about that. What matters is as long as God shows up and as long as you gear everything to the audience of one, which is God, God will have his way and God will show up. So stop being complacent. Just stop it. Start living life giving God your best, be reignited, and get reignited with the word of God. Get into the word of God. See what God says about different situations. See what God says about your situation and allow God to minister to you. But do not lose your expectation. Do not lose your expectation. Amen. Amen. I pray that this blessed you. I'm going to be coming on um, on a regular basis, doing a little things about um, praise and worship. Um, I'm a praise and worship leader to the bone. I love it. It's what I do. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, different aspects of praise and worship, just a little bit about um, song selection, how to lead. So I just pray this bless you tonight, and I pray that God begins to reignite every area of your life, reignite your heart, reignite your pursuit for him. 
And so I pray that you um, were blessed by this, and I pray that you guys have a great week, and I pray that you see the manifestations of every promise that God has given you. Amen. Again, I thank Bishop Breeling for allowing me to um, be on the broadcast tonight. So God bless you all, and have a good night, and I'll see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.